This podcast contains graphic descriptions that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. All right, now, with that being said, welcome to the Mortal Musings Podcast. So this summit what popped into my head the other day. Go on. And I don't know if it's just something that happened to me in my childhood. Probably, yeah. Because I, I can't even remember it happening to my, my brother. So a tactic my mum used for parenting. <laughs> this is going to be good. Was if I acted up in any way, she would tell me if I did it again. Right, so you know how normal parents would be like, Christmas will be cancelled or... Yeah, I'm ringing Santi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, it was juvenile prison. Okay. She'd threaten to take me to juvie. Uh, no. But she wouldn't call it juvie. She'd call it, and this is because of how young I was. Yeah. She called it the naughty boys' home. <laughs> like more of a like an orphanage type of feel to it. Yeah, and I've never heard anyone else say. Their parents threatened to take them to juvenile well, prison. Can I ask, do you, do you think the punishment being threatened, you know, suited the crime? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It would be, uh, so apparently I was a biter when I was a, a little kid. Yeah. I used to bite my brother mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, Those kids are always dicks, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, so I'm not talking shoplifting Breaking and entering and oh, anything like that. Um, You did, actually. I did what? <laughs> Fucking breaking and entering. There was an instance of that with you. What? Do you remember Um, you told me a story about how you crawled out of your house, down the road and into someone else's and they just found you sat there in their gaff? Yeah, I, I don't even think I was two year old. That's even worse. <laughs> I was I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was a baby and I crawled to someone else's house. That's fucking mental, that is. But, uh, yeah, naughty boy's home. And I remember as I got older, I started getting wise to it. And when I was about 10, uh, I don't know what I did. I can't, I can't remember the crime. And she said, if I see you do that again, I'm taking you to the naughty boy's home. And I basically said, bollocks. There is no naughty boy's home. Mm. So she grabbed some of my clothes, threw them in a bag, dragged me to the car, and she drove me to a factory and told me to get out of the car. And I screamed my fucking... (laughs) Jesus Christ, like... Obviously, I didn't know it was a factory. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what the factory workers thought were going on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're used to it, though. Like you said, this happened to anyone else or is this just you? Well. They could have had a line of kids. I don't know. I've never, ever heard anyone else say it. That's quite a story. So, yeah, I I thought, now we have some listeners on the podcast worldwide. Yeah. I'd like some input if... Your parents ever threatened to take Do, to Does anyone prison? share the same childhood trauma as Neil? Please let us know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, 
anything I did when she'd say, right, I'll take you to the naughty boy's home. It would be something like eating three biscuits instead of one. What the fuck? Like anything. Jesus. Fucking anything. Right, well, um, I think we'll leave your trauma there for the day, will we? Well, yeah, no, today's episode, we're going to take a look at modern mummies. No such thing. What do you mean there's no such thing? Egyptian mummies, they don't do that, no. No, there are cases of it. Obviously, when you hear mummy, I think majority of people immediately go Egyptian mummies and all that. The pharaohs and the big fucking holy show of it. Yeah. Um, but no, there are some more recent cases of it. And well, like I, accidental ones? No. How do you accidentally mummify someone? I don't know. I'm just trying to put some input <laughs> <laughs> into the episode. No, so uh, I've got three different tales for you of different modern mummies. Okay? Okay. So the first one we're going to talk about today is a fella named Charles Speedy Atkins. All right? Okay. I had a friend called Speedy. Because he was fat. And he wasn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he wasn't. <God. laughs> no, seriously. I believe you. So anyway, Charles Speedy Atkins, uh, his full name was Charles Henry Atkins, and he was born in Tennessee in 1875. So Charles had moved to Paducah in Kentucky. I think it's pronounced. I apologize if that's wrong. Give me the spelling. P-A-D-U-C-A-H. Paducah. Paducah. It could be, I don't fucking know. Somebody like, yeah, no, dead on. Yeah. So yeah, he, he moved to Kentucky in search of work. And once he got there, he began working in the tobacco industry. And this is actually where he would get the name Speedy. It came from his quick handling of tobacco. Good for him. He's doing good. He's doing the damn thing. Okay. So that's kind of the the bulk of what's actually known when there's not a huge amount of backstory uh, to him it's also said that he was single and he had no known relatives okay okay so moving on to his death in may 1928 speedy went fishing at the ohio river okay he fell into the river with his line and he drowned it's no good it's poor his day out is ruined neil i don't know what you're laughing for I mean, poor Speedy. Wait, is there not more documentation on? Like, no, there's not a huge amount on him. the 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 focus is more so what happened after death. But I tried to put in what I could find about him. No, I want to know. <laughs> well, we know. Um, Did he just throw the line I, and I, followed it? I I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. But that's, unfortunately, that was the end of Speedy. And he was only 53 years old when he died. Uh, when was this? Um, 1928. 1928 in yeah. his 50s. So he was an OAP. No, I suppose back then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's just getting on a bit then. So because Speedy had no known relatives, the city decided... Um, he would receive a pauper's burial. So it's basically like really cheap kind of 
get the job done. Just kind of, you know, it's the like cheapest option. Like I said option. to you, throw me in a ditch. Not quite, but yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Pauper's burial and the body was given to a friend of his called AZ Hammock. And Hammock ha- or Hammock? It's H-A-M-O-C-K. Hammock. This is turning into a fucking spelling bee, this. Hammock. 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 Okay, so once Speedy's body was in his possession, uh, Hammock decided to use Speedy's body to experiment with preservatives that he had created. All right? Okay. These preservatives would actually turn Speedy's body into a wooden-like texture, okay? And his skin would turn a reddish-brown colour. What, what, what were we doing to him? Preserving him. No, with what? Whatever mixture he had for his preservative. Yeah, but do we know what the mixture is? No, I didn't see what it was. It's. it's I think his... that's part, like a, an important part of the story. I can't tell you what isn't out there. <laughs> Make it up. No, you make it up. So, with that, it has to be said, he did manage to keep Speedy's facial features recognisable. Okay? Okay. So, although we look like wood now, he's still Speedy. Right, so now that Hammock had uh, preserved Speedy, he would go on to store the body in his funeral home. Okay? Okay. And, uh... Sometimes he'd have Speedy out on display. What? What do you mean? I mean exactly what I just fucking said. He'd have the preserved body out on display. For how long? Um, Long enough, okay? So, he didn't charge people to come and view the body, right? It was just out on display. It was just a, sort of an attraction for him. Okay. Now... There was a flood in Paducah in 1937. Don't tell me he fucking floated away. Speedy's body was washed away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. It gets better. Are you ready for this? Yeah? Yeah. So, okay. Body washed away. They recovered the body and it was returned back to the funeral home. In mint condition? Well. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... That, it's it's as if Speedy's meant to be displayed. He's meant to be seen. He's meant to be a fucking star. You didn't tell me he's still there now? No. Okay. No, so he's not still there. And uh, I'll tell you what happened to him, right? So in 1949, uh, Hammock actually passed away. But after his death, his wife Velma, she took over the care of Speedy's body. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Velma would have Speedy in her care for another... 45 years. What? Mm-hmm. Why? It's, I know, it's crazy. I think it's, it was almost like an affectionate thing, I think. It seemed what? a bit, I, I don't know. Like, he was friends with Speedy. Okay. Um. It's a, it's a hard one, and I think So when you it's... say affection, you don't mean affection. No, no. Jesus. No, what, I mean. What, hang on. No, no, no. Why, why, am, why are you giving me that look? For assuming something like that on a true crime fucking podcast. Because I'm saying it like it's it's very uh, debatable. You know, like the ethical side of this, whether you should do this or not. Do you get what I'm saying? But 
I assumed it. Well, no, actually, I don't know. It's the whole thing of having it on display is a little bit odd. We don't really know what the process, the thought process was here, do we? So, like I said, she had the body for another 45 years. So after all of that time, Velma finally decided it was time to give Speedy a burial. So he did get his proper sense. Well, that's the way I'm thinking. So they were supposed to be mates. Mm -hmm. Why don't respect him and give him a fucking burial straight away? Yeah, I mean... Was it one of those things, you know, like I said, he had been um, experimenting with preservatives. Did he think, like, this is my chance to do it? You know, because he didn't have any relatives or anyone to claim the body. He was just given the body to bury. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call him a mate. <laughs> so, Velma initially planned to bury Speedy in 1991 on her husband's birthday. Um, but for whatever reasons, she decided to hold off until 1994. So at this stage, Speedy's body had been kept for 66 years. And it was still pristine. Well, No, like... no, like, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get you to look at picture now in a sec. So the burial of Speedy. Speedy was finally laid to rest in Mapletown Cemetery. And there was about 200 people in attendance for his funeral. Right. So the thing about Charles Speedy Atkins he became something of a local celebrity and attraction and a legend in the area. Okay. Uh, he's also been featured in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, there's a TV show called That's Incredible. He was featured on that. Uh, the National Enquirer and the Discovery Channel. So if you want to quickly look up uh, Speedy so you can see uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Okay. There's actually... <laughs> There's actually a picture of, like, a man posing with him. Have you seen that one? You got it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this this is what I'm saying to you. It's it's actually, uh, well, obviously not now. He's buried. But before, it was, it was like something to go and see, apparently, in that area. It was a thing. Like, people knew who Speedy was. You know what I mean? Almost like a, a mascot for the city or something he was treated as. What, um... What race was he? Yeah, he was African-American. Okay. No, because I remember you saying it changed the colour. So, and, and because they're not very good quality photos, mm. I couldn't tell if yeah, so this again, was the colour from the... Yeah, again, how it was described is that his he his the skin texture was like wood and the colour turned a reddish brown. Okay. Yeah, because those pictures are from like... I think most of them from like 70s or 80s or something. So yeah, obviously got one here. There's two people posing. Yeah. It's crazy. Like this is what I'm saying to you. It was like... So they're using a... him like wax museum. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It, it was it was something that people in the area just knew about. It's speedy. It was speedy. You know what I mean? So that's our first modern mummy. Okay. Do these get better or... Right. Speedy was the reason I decided to write up this episode. Okay. When I heard that story, I was like, yes, that is brilliant. Justice for Speedy. Tell his story. Uh, and how did you come across this one? I think I heard it first on a podcast. It was, um, I want to say it was morbid. Uh, it wasn't, they didn't cover it. It was someone from the area, I think, wrote okay. in about it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, tell Speedy's story. We need to hear more of him. <laughs> 
So yeah, it started with Speedy and it led from there. So our next person, mm-hmm. our next mummy, was a man named Elmer McCurdy. Okay. What? Elmer McCurdy. Man. Yes. Elmer. Yeah, McCurdy. Is it El- Elmer? What? What's wrong with you? What are you struggling with? Elmer is a bird's El- name, isn't no. it? No. Elmer it- Fudd. That's a woman. No, it's not. Elmer Fudd? Yeah. Look up Elmer Fudd right now. Look him up. Look him up. You'll know who it is as soon as you see it. Elmer Fudd was the Olympic runner. No. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Just look up Elmer Fudd, please. (laughs) You couldn't be more off. Fudd or Thud? Fudd. There's not, I'm none otherwise. I'll try this. Ford. <laughs> Do you want to tell the people what you're looking at? They, you don't need to. They'll know who I'm on about. <laughs> I never knew his name was that. The one what who it's now? like the bent gun in in. This um, is this is a very Looney educational Tune. podcast. Okay. Who was I thinking of? There's I have a, a fucking notion who you're on about. Female uh, sprinter. For Americans, I think. I have no idea. Right, so we'll get back to uh, Elmer anyway. Okay. Elmer McCurdy, right? So, he was a bit of a devil, okay? He was a bank and train robber. So, he was born on the 1st of January in 1880. uh, And he was born to a single mother and he didn't know his father. He worked various jobs. Uh, He was a plumber. He was also a miner. But he struggled to keep a job for long due to his alcoholism. He would go on to join the army. And while in the army, he learned about weapons and nitroglycerin. Okay? Okay. This is something that would come in handy for him. Uh, he, He would use this knowledge during his robberies. But the problem was, he had uh, a little bit of knowledge on it. He didn't really know what the fuck he was doing with the explosives, right? You're going to tell me he sat on the detonator or something? No, no. So like I said, he had a little bit of knowledge from his time in the army. But he didn't really know what he was doing. And he used way too much, okay? And he destroyed a lot of the contents of the safe during a robbery. So it was... You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. What's that from? Are you taking the piss? No. Look it up. See, I give you a name, you give me a quote. A very well-known quote. Even even our friends in America are going to be screaming at you. Oh, the Italian job. Who said it? Michael Caine. There we go. His famous line from the Italian job. Yep. Okay. How did you not get it from the impression? Well, as spot on as it was, you know, I just. So, yeah, he wanted to just blow the doors off and he. Oh, yeah, he made an absolute fuck of it and he destroyed the loot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's just a little bit of uh, insight to who he was and how utterly fantastic he was as a robber. Okay. Moving on to his death, he was killed during a shootout on the 7th of October in 1911. 
Elmer's body was transported to a funeral home to be embalmed and kept there till someone came to claim him. But no one did. No one claimed him. Poor old diddle. So what happened with Elmer's body was that the uh, undertaker used it to display his work. We're back round in this situation. It was just fucking full circle here. Yeah. So he was actually able to do this for quite some time because the preservative he had used was arsenic based. It wasn't until about five years later that some lads actually did show up to claim him and they stated that they were his relatives, but they weren't. The men who came to claim him were actually carnival workers. It's a good idea. Savvy. Well, what what they would end up doing was they uh, took his corpse and they used it as an attraction and they named him the bandit who wouldn't give up. Yeah. So after over 60 adventurous years on the road as a sideshow attraction, Elmer's body would end up at a haunted house. And the haunted house was called Laugh in the Dark, and that was in Long Beach, California. So, in 1976, the television show The Six Million Dollar Man, heard of it, yeah? Yeah. They were actually there at that uh, haunted house to film an episode called Carnival of Spies. So as they were setting up, one of the prop guys went to move what he thought was a wax mannequin and it was hanging from a gallows, right? Gallows. A gallows. covered that. Yeah. Give it. So when he went to move what he thought was a mannequin, the arm snapped off. Yeah. This is not great. So the arm snapped off. This exposed human bone and muscle tissue. So he's like, what the fuck? So with that revelation, they realized it was not a wax mannequin, Neil. It was a fella. These were the actual remains of a human fucking being. So police were called and the body was sent to the LA coroner's office. Dr. Joseph Choi performed the autopsy and he concluded that the body was that of a male and that he had died of a gunshot wound to the chest. So the body was completely petrified and had been coated in wax and covered by layers of paint. The body weighed approximately 50 pounds and stood at 160 centimetres tall. Okay. I, I, I have it in foot. Okay. But I just wanted to say that because I, I thought you'd kick off or be like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like, Can you, do you, you always do it. Do you have any idea what that is? A hundred and what? A hundred and sixty centimetres tall. Uh, I think a hundred and sixty-two centimetres would be six foot. You're well off. He was five foot three. Well, like, you know, the, the body well was. Off. How are you not well off? You've just said two centimetres more would be six foot. Yeah. Five foot three. You said what? hundred and what? 160 centimetres. Oh no, one eight, 182 is six foot. Is that add up? I don't fucking know. I'll one, take your... 182 <clears throat> is six foot. But yeah, it would be about that. Yeah, because yeah. that's what a middleweight. Yeah. That's like what their maximum height. 
What? That's their maximum height. No. What are you on about? That's what a middleweight. Like, so, a common height in middleweight would be about six foot. There's plenty of short people who are middleweight, isn't there? There's plenty of short, but can you think of any taller? I can't really think of any particularly tall ones. You heard it here first. Hmm. <laughs> so, back to the autopsy. Mm-hmm. So, fortunately, other findings during the autopsy allowed them to identify that it was, in fact, Elmer's remains. On the 22nd of April 1977, a funeral was held for Elmer, and this was at Summit View Cemetery in Guthrie, Oklahoma. There was approximately 300 people in attendance. Why so popular? I think it's just because it's a crazy story. Like, the... So he was an outlaw. That's interesting. He was killed in a shootout. Um, his body was embalmed and then, well, preserved and then kept, with you know, to for display. Then his body got claimed by Iris Halls, who just wanted to use his corpse for financial gain. He went on the fucking on the road for over sixty years. Then he ended up in a haunted house. Yeah. And then the discovery of his body. You know, it's just, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. So Elmer was finally laid to rest next to fellow outlaw, Bill Doolan. And concrete was actually poured over his grave to make sure that he would not be disturbed again. Which I think is, I think he's been through enough. Yeah. I think Because someone would go and dig him up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they fucking would. So if you want to quickly have a... Look at Elmer there. Not Fudd, no. McCurdy. I was about to put Fudd. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Have you seen the one of him in the casket and then years later? That's the only one I've got, I think. Yeah, go back. There's one of him like after he's been through the fucking ringer. Actually looks pretty similar to... Uh... Old Speedy. Old Speedy. Oh, hey there. You like true crime stories, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Who doesn't? But I gotta admit, after a while, all those stories of murder and heartache, well, they tend to go straight to my hips. So that's why I, Leroy Luna, have created a podcast called Excuse Me, That's Illegal, where we'll take a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. No TED Talks on Bundy here. The letters BTK won't be coming from these lips. Unless he had a brother that used to steal library books. Suppose I'd be willing to go balls deep into that one if that were the case. Anyways, you'll hear stories such as the Mad Pooper, a female jogger who wreaked havoc in a Colorado Springs neighborhood, using one family's front yard as her own personal dumping grounds. If this kind of content sounds like it's up your alley, excuse me, that's illegal, is available right now on all your favorite podcatchers. So come join me. I'll be right here waiting for you. Right, so we'll move on to the third and final mummy. Okay. Rosalia Lombardo. So Rosalia Lombardo was a child from Palermo and she died in 1920. Her cause of death was pneumonia as a result of contracting... Wait, they they mummified a child? Yeah. Fucking hell. Her cause of death was pneumonia as a result of contracting the Spanish flu. And she was just one week short of her second birthday. Yeah, she's a baby. 
So her father, Mario. Uh, I, I can see where this is going. What? You're going to say at some point she's going to be a doll for a fucking child. No. Like a toy. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I expect the worst. No, no. So her father, Mario, he would seek out Alfredo Salafia and he was an... And he was an... an, an oh my God. Hang on. <laughs> he was an embalmer. Oh my, I can't say it. Why is this so hard to say? Right, listen. Alfredo Salafia. Okay? Yeah. What he did was he embalmed bodies. <laughs> Work around it. Work around it, right? <laughs> he embalmed bodies and he was a taxidermist, okay? Okay. Uh, so, like I said, uh, her father Mario would seek him out to preserve her remains. Now, Salafia's technique was extremely effective. A handwritten note by Salafia uh, listed his ingredients that he actually used. So, you know, like you were given out earlier, like, why the fuck don't we know what he used? Yeah. Do your job. Do better. Right? <laughs> Okay, well, I have his. Okay. okay. Uh, quote, one part glycerin, one part formalin, saturated with zinc sulfate and zinc chloride, and one part of an alcohol solution saturated with salicylic acid. So formalin was to kill bacteria. Glycerin to prevent desiccation. Salicylic acid to eradicate any fungi in the flesh and zinc salts for petrification. All right. Okay. So fuck you in it. I don't just have what he used, but what each bit was for. Okay. What about the measurements? Uh, one part. <laughs> That's what you're getting here. So I suppose as long as it's in equal measures. Could be a pinch measures, or a bucket. Yeah, I suppose it, how much you're using, just as long as it's one part this, one part that. Okay. I suppose. So, because of Salafia's method, the body is still in incredible condition. Still? It. I'll, I'll show you a photo now in a minute. Okay. Right? X-rays of the body show that her organs are still remarkably intact. Okay. Rosalie's body is actually kept in the Capuchin catacombs in Palermo. And that is something that me and you 100% will be going to at some stage. Like, we have to, we have to go there. Where, where's this? Palermo. Where's that? In Italy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Didn't, didn't Ghost Adventures go there? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Did they? I don't know. It, it's... It, Highly likely. After I look, after I look at look her up, I'll uh, I'll just search Ghost Adventures on top of it. Okay. Now, at the Capuchin Catacombs in Palermo, there's actually over twelve hundred bodies there. Fucking hell. Mm. It, it, it's it's. I think it's something you have to go and see. Um, yeah. Like I said, we definitely will at some point. So, in more recent years, the body of Rosalia had started to show signs of decomposition. Her body starts to become discoloured. Her skin is now a more waxy texture with a more yellow tone to it. So to try and combat this, her body was moved to a different location and her coffin is now in a sealed glass enclosure 
and nitrogen gas is used to prevent any further decay. And like I said to you, it really is incredible just how well preserved her body is. Why can't they just bury her? What? Why why can't they just bury her? Like why 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 is this a thing to have it on display? Uh, I don't I, like I mean it's a hard one for me to answer because I find all this fascinating, incredibly interesting. I think you seem more bothered because it's a child. No, I was bothered about the fucking two geezers as well. But it's <laughs> it's like, all right, I get if if it's a scientist and they're testing out ways to preserve a body. Mm-hmm. But then that should be it. Like, what? Bury I, the fuckers. I, I get what you're saying, but I want you to take a look at um, pictures of Rosalia now. And you're not going to believe it. Oh, my God. Isn't that incredible? Like it's insane how well preserved she is. It looks like you're you're looking at a child. Yeah, that is pretty. Um... No, like if you take out obviously the bit of discoloration stuff from her skin, she's fully recognizable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's insane. So whatever that guy Alfredo Salafia, like he he did the fucking thing, didn't he? Yeah. So that's um. That's your three modern mummies. What do you think of that? It, like I said, it's it's interesting, but you have a bit of an them. ethical problem with it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I find it so interesting, but there is the other side, and it's like, uh, you know, it wasn't like these like, people said, "Here's my body, do what you want." Yeah, you but know. then you got to look at it as most people don't have a problem with someone stuffing the cat. Instead of burying it. I think it's a little bit... Like, do what you want. It's your business. I wouldn't like that for my pet, I don't think. Wait, so you would have an issue with stuffing a cat? Yeah. No, 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 no. If someone else wants to do that, God bless. Good for you. Me, personally, I think would make me more upset looking at them stuffed. Than a two-year-old fucking child? No, you're not listening to me. I just said me, personally. Okay. I'm more upset about a cat than no, a child, No, no, but you're Megan. saying you want to go and see a fucking two-year-old mummified child. No, but same way if I saw... Well, no, like, because it's different with, like, cats and shit. They take, like, everything out and it's basically just a fucking shell. Yeah. But that's a human being. that Like, she still looks... Yeah, like yeah. Child, You know, like, when you look at Speedy or you look at Elmer McCurdy, it's like, well, they've been through the fucking wars at this stage. <laughs> Whereas Rosalia, you look at her and you see a child. Yeah. You still see... You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's our modern day mummies. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Neil looks a little bit shook. No, I'd, I'd just, I, I'd like to get people's opinion on a Facebook page and our Instagram page. Just, or in the comment section on Spotify. Like, yeah, what, you, how they feel. Yeah. Is it something you go see or are you thinking, eh, it's, it's ethically questionable it's yeah yeah no i i take your point like it is definitely a fair argument yeah so we'll leave you with that to have a think (laughs) make your mind how you feel about it and we will get into an oddity for today so neil there we go the exorcist (laughs) this is our oddity (laughs) yes no no fuck off No, no no not not the exorcist it was someone who was in The Exorcist. Do you remember the doctor, the, the x-ray tech in The Exorcist? 
I've tried to block out as much as you possibly can. Yes, yeah, so that's but that's weren't, fine. Weren't it Exorcist where majority of the production team, like there were loads, there, no, there were loads of mysterious deaths. I think you're thinking about Poltergeist. I think there was some stuff to do with the Exorcist, but Poltergeist was the the bad one. I think no, there was definitely Exorcist, original Exorcist. Okay, well, I'll leave that with you to look into further. Today, for the oddity, we're going to talk about um, the guy from The Exorcist. That's what I've captioned it. Okay. <laughs> you don't have a name now? No. <laughs> no, okay. So, guy from The Exorcist. Did you know that the guy who played the radiographer in The Exorcist is a convicted murderer? Yes. Oh, well, that's it for today, lads. We'll close <laughs> up. I'm pretty sure you told me that. I think I did, yeah. This, But that would have been like probably months ago. I got excited like, oh, did you know this? This is crazy. And then I was like, oh, we have to do this for an oddity. It's interesting. I think a lot of people know it. And if you don't, well, enjoy. If you do, sorry. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> so, the guy from The Exorcist, also known as Paul Bateson, he was charged with second-degree murder and received 20 to life for the murder of journalist Addison Varil. Now, he served 24 years before being released on parole in 2003. So, did his time, released. The, the, the problem here, Neil, okay? The police suspected him of a number of murders of gay men in Manhattan, okay? And these were known as the bag murders but he was never charged with any further murders and they remain unsolved. But he was reported to have bragged about his crimes while in prison. Oh. How's that grab you? Huh? Yeah, but a lot of people... Possible serial killer, Neil. Yeah, but a lot of people when they're in prison... Right, say if, say if you're in prison for killing someone, you know, to get people scared of you, you're like, oh, I've killed 20. With bare hands. Sounds like someone we know at work. If I said I murdered one person, he would have said he'd murdered fucking 20. Yeah. It's fucking any. He would actually try to outdo you on anything, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so just actually one other thing about this. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I actually have not. Uh, the 1980 movie Cruising starring Al Pacino. You ever heard of it? Have I heard of uh, 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 no, let's just say you haven't, because it doesn't seem no, like it's ringing a bell. I've watched a lot of Al Pacino. Right, so the uh, <laughs> the movie Cruising, starring Al Pacino, uh, was actually based off of the murders. Okay. Okay. It was a very controversial movie, though. Uh, LGBTQ activists protested against the movie, um, which is you know very understandable because of how the community was portrayed. Uh, especially then, which was an already extremely homophobic time. I mean, it's not fucking great now. Yeah, um, but... They, they were basically... It, it just wasn't portrayed very well. Okay. It was kind of... We'll have it, to watch it. It wasn't good. You know what I mean? It didn't really... Ad <laughs> it didn't really address the core issue that gay men were getting brutally murdered. It was kind of just 
enjoying the gruesomeness of it and using that community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't great. Also, there were some hate crimes committed that were linked to the movie. Like, uh, you know, people... There's at least one that used it as, I watched this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, ah, you fucking prick. But uh, there you go. Uh, some modern mummies and uh, that fella from The Exorcist. That fella from The Exorcist. You heard it here first. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're welcome, Neil. Thanks for that. Thank you for listening to the Mortal Musings Podcast. If you're interested in supporting the podcast and hearing extra content, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Mortal Musings Podcast. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Mortal Musings Podcast or email us at Mortal Musings Podcast at gmail.com. Mortal Musings.